There are nine species of sucker fish in Montana, and they are important members of the fish community. Suckers are hard to catch, so most people pay no attention to them. One species, the blue sucker, can reach three feet in length. Are they good to eat? Well, that's debatable. Come along on today's Nature Journal to learn all about these misunderstood fish. Hi, and welcome to the FBCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everyone who loves nature. We're coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range of Northwest Montana. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also served 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Our producer is Colin Burkhart, and thanks to Morgan Ray, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, today we are welcoming Kevin Fraley, who is a fisheries ecologist from Alaska and a sucker expert, to the show. Kevin, thanks a lot for coming on. Great to be here. I'm excited to talk about suckers. All right. So there are 68 species of suckers in North America, so they're a pretty big family. But there's only nine in Montana. And we're going to start out by talking about each of those. But first, the scientific name catastomus refers to what? For suckers. For suckers, stomus means opening or mouth, and cato means downward facing, so it's a pretty intuitive way to describe this group of fish. And the mouth is toothless, and they have pharyngeal teeth to grind their food. Tell us what those are. Yeah, so these are bony structures in the back of the throats of these suckers, and they use them to grind their food or to filter through the detritus and the things that they eat on the bottom of the river. Certain species use them to grind up snails and clams. And they, so do cyprinids or minnows have those pharyngeal teeth also. They kind of look almost like a, well, how would you describe them? Kind of, they're all attached together, and they're down into the throat, like a bony extension. Yeah, kind of like two separated arches almost. Yeah. So suckers are very important in the aquatic system by recycling those bottom nutrients. Explain how that works, Kevin. So they're eating detritus on the bottom and decomposing things and small invertebrates, and they're converting that to biomass or their flesh and and bone, and then they're in turn an important prey species for predator fish like bull trout, and then even you know bald eagles may, may eat them. So they're an important part of the food chain. And they can, they basically recycle that stuff and they eat about anything that's on the bottom. Now, there's nine species in Montana. Let's talk about the two that are in the west of the divide first. How about the large scale sucker? So the large scale is one of our more common ones, and it's uh, it's kind of it has an elongated body, and like all the suckers, it has this rubbery, vacuum-like mouth, and they're very common in the Flathead River, Flathead Lake, this sort of thing, and just like their name kind of implies, they've got these large scales along the length of their body. Now you happen to be not only the state record holder for the large scale sucker, but the world record holder. Tell us how that worked. Yeah, that's right. So I've always kind of enjoyed pursuing these less loved fish or misunderstood fish. So suckers I sort of gravitated towards because they've got a reputation for not being very good to eat and not really a game fish species. So I really enjoyed chasing after them and other fish like them when I was younger. And so for the large scale, the world record is, I think, three pounds, and then the state record is six pounds. And that's, that sounds kind of weird, but it's because there's different requirements for submitting either a state or world record. But basically, you have to go in, in and get your fish weighed and fill out different paperwork and witness statements. So it can be a pretty involved process. And if you just go on Fish Wildlife Park's website and look under record fish, you'll find Kevin Fraley's 6.16 <laughs> large-scale sucker record for Montana. So that's pretty neat. So what about the uh, the long nose? 
The long-nosed sucker is a very common sucker species. In fact, where I live now in Alaska, that's the, the one sucker species we have up there. And you can even find them in Russia. So they're, and they're also throughout the, the Columbia drainage and the Missouri drainage. So they're just a very widespread species. They look similar to large-scale sucker, kind of long, thin, with that, that vacuum-like mouth. And yeah, you can actually find them in, in uh, streams like the, the Forks of the Flathead and different lakes around the valley here. And they have those fine scales that are kind of crowded to the front. And that, that's another, that brings up another thing. Now, we were on the North Fork recently, and we saw suckers at the bottom. Most people think of suckers as living in dirty ponds, but they're in these, all these beautiful rivers, right? Yeah, in fact, they're in some of the cleanest and clearest of the, the water bodies we have, you know, like on the, the North Fork of the Flathead, where you can see straight to the bottom of the river 10 feet down because it's so clear there's suckers down there. So Yeah, we saw, I think we saw some the other day when we floated yeah. it. Yeah, so they're, they're in those cold streams as well. Most people don't even realize that. So let's go through some of the east of the divide suckers. Some of these I ran into when I was electrofishing over there as a young biologist. First, what about the shorthead red horse? <laughs> well, I'm not as familiar with these east side fish that show up in the Missouri and the Yellowstone drainages, but the shorthead red horse looks different than the large scale and long nose sucker. It's more compact, kind of thicker and, and beefier. And yeah, they're, they're just a little bit different body type than these other, the other suckers. And then the, actually the white sucker is also found only in the east, right? Yeah, the white sucker and blue sucker are bigger. They're, they're kind of the classic shape, body shape, long, thin with the vacuum-like mouth. And they're found mainly in the main stem, Missouri and Yellowstone rivers. So. And you mentioned the blue sucker. That's a large, bluish, dark-colored sucker, 32 inches long up to, in the Missouri. And what, what about, what's unique about the blue sucker? They're one of the only sucker species that are considered a species of special concern in Montana. And that's because they rely on these big main stem tributaries to spawn. They move up and down these rivers and with different dams and impoundments, that kind of breaks up their habitat. So they're considered a species that can be threatened because of that habitat fragmentation. Now let's, let's wrap it up with the three really weird ones. <laughs> yeah. the, the big mouth buffalo, the small mouth buffalo, and the river carp sucker. They all kind of look like carp, but they're not minnows. So tell us a bit about the big mouth buffalo. Yeah, these are probably the most misunderstood of the, of the species here because they look exactly like a carp, but they're all native fish and really important to the ecosystem where Asian carp are non-native and, and can be destructive. Um, but yeah, they're very stocky fish, and the big mouth buffalo in particular can get up to 80 pounds, and they can live over 100 years old, which That's is pretty incredible. amazing. That's incredible. Now, when I was aging some of the fish we caught on the Missouri when we were electrofishing, I don't, I'm going to look back in the report now, but I don't remember aging the smallmouth or bigmouth buffalo. I, we, we did the sturgeon, and that was up to 30 years, but these things, 100 years old is incredible. And the carp suckers are the same kind of thing, a little smaller. Yeah, carp suckers are smaller, and I believe they're not as long-lived. So can you catch suckers? Obviously, you've got a world record, a state record sucker, so you did. You caught them on, on nymphs, but um, how do you catch them? Yeah, they, they can be tough to catch because they're usually deep down in pools and the rivers or down at the bottom of lakes. And so you need a fair bit of weight on the end of your line to get down to where they are. And they're also very scent oriented. So you're not going to be able to catch them on some sort of like a lure or a fly. Most of the time they need bait. And so something like aquatic insect nymphs or power bait or even worms is an effective way to get them. And very occasionally they will hit a fly. Um, I've caught a few on the fly, but it, it's you got to work at that pretty hard to on the surface of the water. No, you use subsurface flies, so like small nymph imitations, or I've also caught them on small streamers that have a little bit of rabbit strip on them, so they I think they can smell that little bit of leather, and that that makes them interested, and they'll eat hmm. that. Okay, so let's talk about how palatable they are. We have it. We did do it in a little experiment up there, spotted bear on that. Tell us what they are like to eat. 
Yeah, they kind of have the reputation of being, you know, not very palatable because they live on the bottom and they they can eat small mucky things. So we did end up trying a large or a long nose sucker and uh, we fried it up and it was very mushy, very bony. So it's probably something that we wouldn't eat again. And one interesting thing too up at Spotted Bear, again that big clear hole where the Spotted Bear River comes into the South Fork, you wouldn't think of suckers in there, but you can see them all around the bottom if you stand up on those cliffs. And when you were in high school or maybe junior high even. You did a study up there on that. Tell us about that. Yeah, we were catching some of those suckers and then taking a few of their scales before we let them go and also measuring them. And with those scales, it's like rings on a tree. You can count the rings and see how old those fish are. So the idea was to do a little mock biological study on them. Yeah. Are you ever going to age those, Kevin? Because that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> we found the, the envelopes with the scales in them. That's uh, right, just year, recently. So I'd, love to, I'd love to see what ages they were. And Native Americans actually use suckers heavily in some of the watersheds because... They're easy to trap, especially in spawning runs. They build stone traps. You know how they would do that? Probably try to entrap them into a shallow area and then catch them, you think? Yeah, that's right. Kind of like a, a weir in the river, and the, the fish would be directed into shallow areas where they could be speared or, or just thrown onto the bank. Yeah, and so they, it was in Sacramento River where they were getting... And I, I know there's a big sucker run into that, that tributary of Little Bitter Lake. I've seen them over there. I actually did some electrofishing there with some student groups to show them, and they're just thick in there. So when they do those spawning runs, they're pretty concentrated, so it would be... Fairly easy to catch them. So, so anyway, uh, tell us about Larry the Longnose Sucker. <laughs> yeah, so when I went to school at the University of Alaska Fairbanks, we had a native fish aquarium, and one of the fish in there was a longnose sucker named Larry uh, that we had <laughs> captured at one of the local lakes there. And there, it was a really cool fish. He was very friendly. He'd come up and, you know, he'd like glom onto your finger with his little suction mouth. And the other fish kind of beat him up and outcompeted him with food. So we'd have to put this little plastic tube into the tank and kind of drop his food items in through that tube. And he would actually swim up into the tube so that the other fish couldn't get at his food. So he was a pretty smart fish that he was able to learn how to do that. Now we fished Stan Lake through the ice before up in the Great Bear, and we've caught suckers through the ice on little jigs. But if somebody wanted to just go and catch a sucker and look at it and experience it, how would you tell them to do it? I would say go to the, the Flathead River, kind of find a nice deep, slow-moving pool and put some bait on the bottom with a lot of weight and then just wait for something to start eating it and taking off with your line and that, that would be a good way to, to try to catch one of these. Okay. Would you use a worm? Yeah, a okay. worm would be great. So the long-nosed sucker in particular is known as an indicator of clean water. Tell us how that... Yeah, like we mentioned, the you, you find these long-nosed suckers in some of the cleanest, clearest water, like the forks of the Flathead. And so if you know if you see these species in a certain water body, you know that the water is pretty clean and clear, and so they're considered an indicator species. Huh. And they do redo that recycling that we talked about. The other thing about long-nosed suckers is they almost look kind of like the front end. The scales are so small, they look like they're really smooth. Have you noticed that with the large scale versus the large scale? Yeah, and then the, the scales kind of get bigger towards the back, so it's, you see that gradient on them. Well, Kevin, thanks a lot for coming on and talking to us about the sucker. You've always, been, you've always loved fish, and obviously you followed that as a career got your PhD in New Zealand and you're kind of an expert especially with suckers because you've got the state and world record large-scale sucker so thanks a lot for coming on it's been great coming on and talking about these these cool fish so now that you know more about Montana's amazing suckers maybe you'll be inspired to fish for these mysterious fish or maybe you won't that's all the time we have for this episode of the FBCC Nature Journal thanks for joining us I'm John Fraley and I'll see you next time mm -hmm.